Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago guides you through the rocky landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Paula Santos and I have some things in common. We both work in the museum world during the day, and by night, we both host podcasts about museums. We even describe our day jobs in the same way. We are programmers. I'm a computer programmer writing the code that runs interactive media displays in museums. And Santos, as community engagement manager at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, is a museum programmer managing programs and other events. Hello, I'm Paula Santos. I'm a podcaster, museum educator, and a community organizing learner. Over the past year or so, Santos has been thinking about the assumptions cultural institutions make about the communities they identify as underserved. We don't always have to lead with our audiences need XYZ. These people are underserved for XYZ reason. Our communities have social capital. They have art. They have their own resources that us as institutions can absolutely build with. And I think that that understanding that it isn't just like a top-down effect. We're like, oh, here we have a huge grant, and now we're going to, you know, fly a helicopter over this community and, like, throw art supplies around. When we spoke, Santos was a day away from presenting a culminating event of a show and acknowledged that not just helicoptering in made a lot of people, including herself, nervous. We, as an institution, can build with a community, and that means also seeding our power. That makes a lot of people really nervous at at a very granular level as a programmer. You know, it does make me nervous. Um, For example, I have this program tomorrow where I really try to the best of my abilities to seed the floor to an organization of young queer people to put on the culminating event for a show that we have at one of our satellite spaces. And, you know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous not because I don't believe in them. I totally believe in their vision and they're going to be there and they're going to follow through. But I'm nervous because I've seeded that control and I don't know how the institution will respond in the long run. When it's actually happening, that is total relinquishing of control, as, as much as I can give. Santos's nervousness is part of her conscious effort not to take the easy route in her work. Her critique is that many institutions, when attempting to serve as many people as possible, take the easy route, and helicoptering in is easier than actually seeding control. We make a lot of choices in who we serve, why we do what we do, what kind of money do we pursue for our programs? Where are we going to bend for funders? And we are entirely part of the larger machine of what makes things unjust and oppressive. So I feel like that's where I stand, where it's not so much like we're, we have a civic duty of justice, but more like we are members of society And how can we uh, do cultural work in a way where we can truly work with all aspects of society and not just the ones that are more convenient or the ones that have the most privilege? 
or the ones that are easiest. A lot of the decisions of, you know, when we think about justice and all those sorts of things, it isn't even so much like that people are making ideological decisions. A lot of time they're making decisions based on time. Santos is particularly interested in how the work we do in museums, nonprofits, or other cultural organizations intersects and is informed by larger questions of race and inequity in society. The work that Santos does and her honesty discussing it is what makes her podcast so compelling. My podcast is called Cultura Conscious, where I interview cultural workers on their work in community, their work with justice and equity. Santos chose a title that gave her enough room to explore many types of topics with many cultural producers. I think that I wanted to show a little bit of the fact that I'm bilingual, I'm a woman of color, and that this was just going to be really thoughtful about culture. You know, I actually was like culture conscious, and I'm like, oh, does that sound like an after-school special? So then, like, just putting it in, in Spanish kind of finally landed in a place where I was like, okay, well, this is, like, not super heavy as a name, you know? It's not like I'm toting around this name that's like, oh, my God, you know, I have deep cultural knowledge, um, but that maybe could allow me to explore many types of topics. The idea for the show came from a cultural worker discussion collective, which Santos was a part of when she lived in New York. Yeah, talk about a very formative experience. A group of colleagues uh, really spearheaded by Kiana Hendrick, who was my first guest. She started a collective of cultural workers. Um, in New York, all of us had kind of overlapped at the Brooklyn Museum in some way or another. This uh, group really helped me figure out what what I really had to say and contribute about cultural work in general, and also even just realizing that I did have something to contribute, like period. Essentially what we're doing, it was like a collective of professional development. Then it would be anything from like marketing and branding to talking about critical race theory or whatever it may be. I guess now that I think about it, it's also like thinking about like grassroots and community work where it's like we have each other and we build together. Um, that we don't have to wait for institutions or wait for other people to deem us worthy of granting us some form of knowledge. Uh, we can definitely build that ourselves. And my conversations with our collective members were so fruitful and so insightful. I was like, I want to start this podcast, and everyone was so supportive. Cultura Conscious just celebrated its first year anniversary. Santos says that she wanted to make sure that all of her guests for the first year were people of color, a trend which will continue for at least the next few episodes. The podcast comes directly out of her interest in what she calls the nuts and bolts of museum work, where she sees the justice work museums and individuals need happening. All this kind of nitty-gritty stuff that you won't necessarily find in a journal article or you know, on a blog post about a culminating thing about a program, but just kind of like the day-to-day. You know, there are people who are doing everyday nuts and bolts work that are very invested in justice work, and they're not the people who are necessarily leading the national conferences or the keynotes. And I think I'm far more interested in that nuts and bolts aspect 
which is probably why my interviews are so long. (laughs) And that's why Santos and I only have some things in common. Cultura Conscious is an excellent podcast, and you should subscribe and listen at culturaconscious.com. There's a theme to Santos's work. We don't have to wait for institutions or wait for other people to deem us worthy. The whole structure of podcasting is an exercise in not waiting for permission from someone else. And crucially, it's a reminder to those working within institutions that arts and culture creators don't wait for permission either. The power of what can happen when people come together is something that excites me so much. And I'm trying to reconcile that with being at a major institution, you know. There are definitely the certain types of demands and institutions, certain decisions that have to be made because of the way things, you know, are run that make it very difficult um, at times to really keep up the momentum of community work um, and and many times even just be responsive to community in that moment in time. So I'm really grappling with this conflict of like, yes, you know, community work, let's do it. But then also realizing the churn of nonprofits and institutions. What I will say is that in my work, I hope that I can create programs, create collaborations, create partnerships where we really open ourselves up as institutions. And like I said in the beginning, like really seed the floor, seed some of our power, let community show us what they create and make that the focal point of our work. This has been Museum Archipelago. You'll find the full transcript of this episode, along with show notes, at museumarchipelago.com. Club Archipelago members get access to a bonus podcast feed that's sort of like the director's commentary to the main show. Join Club Archipelago today for $2 at patreon.com slash museumarchipelago. Special thanks to our newest member, Molly Nelson. If this is your first show, don't forget to subscribe for free in your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. And next time, bring a friend.